Coming up on the WAC Podcast, it's our summer series. UTRGV kicks things off and we speak with the Vice President and Director of Athletics, Chase Conk, all things Vaqueros. And we break down the hashtag Rally the Valley, what it means the Vaqueros student athletes getting into the community, putting in the seventh most hours of community service in the nation. And we break down some former Vaqueros making big headlines in the news. That's all ahead on the WAC Podcast. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. Welcome, everyone, to our summer content series. We have UTRGV first. I'm Kendra Sheehan, joined with the Director of Athletics, Chase Conk from UTRGV. Thank you so much for joining. And we finally finished the 22-23 school year. A lot of exciting things happened with your athletic programs this year. As, as you look at you know, what your teams and school school was able to accomplish this year. What's the biggest takeaway that you, you, you get from, you know, the 2022, 23 school year. Yeah. Well, first, thanks for, thanks for having us on and, and thanks for doing this, uh, this summer series. It was, uh, it, it was, it was a wild year. Uh, it was a year of, of firsts for us. Uh, there, there's a whole lot going on um, here at UTRGV and in the Rio Grande Valley, but I think you even have to step back a little bit further just from from us uh, institutionally throughout the league. When you look at the success of the WAC, you, you look at what we're doing as a, as a conference uh, really across the board. Uh, it was a big year for us uh, as a league. And, and I think we made some uh, significant strides and, and moves competitively uh, across the, the collegiate landscape. Here on campus, uh, you know, we, we hired our first uh, ever head football coach uh, back in December. Uh, and so the sport expansion uh, you know, it's something we have talked about for a while. Uh, you have to go back to 2021 uh, when our students passed the, the student referendum to uh, expand and, and start college football and, and also women swimming and diving. Uh, and then you fast forward to the milestone moment of hiring Coach Bush. Uh, but then you look at our current 16 sports and you see some of the successes our programs had. Uh, we really started to fall off with a bang, uh, winning a conference championship in volleyball, had a chance to host uh, the volleyball championships. Uh, and then that carried through in the success of our spring sports. Really proud of a lot of our programs. Women's tennis uh, had a nice year, finishing second in the league, uh, tied for second, I believe. And, and then we just obviously finished up our baseball season. Uh, but there's a lot of good things here. Uh, great semester for us academically. I'm, I'm sure we may touch on that here later. Uh, we had a 3.34 GPA this spring. Uh, we finished with a 3.32 for the academic year, which is an all-time high for us. So very proud of our student-athletes. Uh, and our coaches and our academic advisors for their commitment to the classroom. Community service continues to be a priority for us. Uh, we finished uh, seventh in the country uh, of all the NCAA Division I institutions. Our men's basketball team actually finished first in the country uh, in, their, in their category. So proud of what our, our young people are doing in the community, proud of what they're doing in the classroom, uh, and certainly comp- uh, proud of their competitive success. I think one thing that has stood out to me since you joined in 2019 is is you've really you know focused on the community service hours. You mentioned you were seventh. I think I had in my notes that you might have been eighth last year. So you guys continue to move up academics, and then this hashtag rally the valley of of bringing fans and and getting people out to see your events. How much have you noticed this growth of fan attendance, and then also just getting involved with the community in in every way you can since uh, since 2019 when you started here. 
Yeah, you, you bring up a great point, and it's really, uh, you know, it's part of our, our bigger plan. We, you know, we're, we're not the University of Texas in, in a particular city, right? We're the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. And so we represent uh, a four-county region. You know, a lot of people probably don't realize there, there's almost two, uh, two million people that, that call the Rio Grande Valley home. And so it's a, uh, it's a large region uh, that, that covers the four counties. And, and so we want to make sure that as we talk about rallying the valley, of course, we we, we want people in the stands. We, we, we want support. We want season ticket holders. We want to draw uh, big when we're competing at home. But we have to be in the communities in which support us and in which we serve uh, for that to be that's something that our community really buys into. And so rallying the valley, uh, it's more than just coming to our events and coming to our games, coming to our campus. It's about having our young people involved in the communities uh, throughout the region. And so community service uh, has been a big piece of that. And I, and I think our community has not only benefited from our young people giving back, uh, certainly our young people benefit learning what it means to give back and be involved in those ways in the community. Uh, but, but at the same time, we've seen it uh, uh, have an impact on game day. And, and this this past year, uh, we were telling it up the other day, I think we had almost 100,000 people. And again, a non, non-football institution, almost 100,000 people come through our gates uh, for our spectator sports this year, which is an all-time high for us. Uh, we had a, a doubleheader with the University of Texas in men's basketball, and it's the uh, goes down as the largest basketball attendance um, ever in the Rio Grande Valley. And we have the G League here in town uh, with the Vipers and the Rockets organization. And so to have almost 7,000 there for that event, uh, you look at our baseball attendance, uh, all-time record was set. I think the last time we we came close to that may have been in the early 70s. And, and then we set a record for season uh, attendance for volleyball. And so to see those trends, uh, to see the community respond, um, and, and really, I think what we're starting to see is, is the community come together and, and we're creating UTRGV fans, you know, not just a fan of a particular sport or uh, showing up for the big marquee games. We're seeing uh, night after night people come out and, and support our young people. But it really does. It starts with our student athletes in the community, with our coaches in the community, uh, building those relationships. We uh, we're committed. Uh, we're, we're here in Hidalgo County. Uh, we have uh, a campus also in Brownsville and in Cameron County. Uh, and so we're playing games, camps, clinics, uh, soccer matches, tennis matches. Uh, we're doing those things outside of our Edinburgh campus. You know, we're playing bl- uh, basketball classics uh, on South Padre Island uh, there in Cameron County, which is here in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, we're playing soccer in Brownsville. We're doing things in the Mid Valley to really bring everybody together around our programs. I think just coming from baseball, it really stood out to me. You guys had a lot of people travel fan base to to Mesa, Arizona, and I got a chance to talk to a lot of the parents there, and they were talking about the baseball environment at home. I mean, they it's they you guys sell out a lot. You're there, you know. There's so many people, and then they also travel too. They had like a big 300 person tailgate outside of New Mexico State because it's kind of close to where a lot of families are, and so that was just super cool to hear and be able to see since I haven't gotten a chance to to visit your campus yet. Um, but you did have a chance. You hosted volleyball, but also you have a new swimming and diving facility. What was that like to be able to showcase this top of the arts, state of the art facility, um, you know, and hosting a big time championship there as well? A second yeah. one here. Yeah, yeah, it was special, um, you know, to be able to uh, even without us having our program officially. Right. We, we won't start our program until 2024. And so to be able to host the championships, and, and as you know, the uh, not only our our full members of the WAC, but but our affiliate members, which uh, cover even more of the country, to be able to bring uh, those fourteen programs, men's and women's programs here to the valley, uh, it's a beautiful facility. Uh, I know our community loved uh, hosting it. 
I uh, loved the, the flavor of all the different colleges that were represented. And, you know, really, when you look at it, it's a it's a four, five, six day event. And, it, and so it has a tremendous economic impact on our community and uh, and shows just what, what we can do for the Valley. Uh, but as you fast forward, we, we, we've got a couple of three more on track for, for calendar year 2024. Uh, and the neat thing about it is they're, they're going to be uh, hosted in three different communities here in the region. We'll host uh, in Edinburgh, we'll host in Harlingen. Uh, and we'll host uh, again in FAR uh, at the uh, the natatorium, not too far from campus. And so, again, going back to rallying the Valley, I think the more we can spread the love uh, across our region, that's, that's truly what we're about. Another thing that UTRGV has done back in April 2022, you had announced a $30 million plan in enhancements for UTRGV athletics. It would touch all 16 sports. Where have you seen progress in that? And, you know, it's supposed to continue for the next couple of years as you guys continue um, with the construction and, and project enhancements. Yeah, we, we've seen that number go up tremendously. Um, you know, it, it's going to be and, and now that we've officially announced football and, and, and that's uh, well underway, it's really 85 million. We're in the midst right now of 85 million in construction, um, about 40, uh, 45 million of that is our Vaqueros Performance Center, which will be the primary home of our, our football program. Uh, it'll be a 45,000 square foot state of the art, absolutely gorgeous building. Uh, right here on campus. And so that'll be home of our, our football locker room, coaches' offices, meeting space, position rooms, um, strength and conditioning, an 8,000 square foot weight room, academic success center, and then, of course, our, our two practice fields. Uh, but the neat thing about that facility is that it's going to be utilized by other programs besides football. Uh, and so we've got an investment that I'll talk about here in a second that we're currently doing for our, our 16 sports, but uh, that's going to be an added uh, value for a lot of our programs and that they're also going to be, have, uh, be able to have access to uh, what we're calling the Vaqueros Performance Center. The other $40 million, which was $30 million, uh, a year and a half ago, it's it's crept up there. Uh, anytime you get coaches and creative minds involved, you know, you get you get different ideas and, and some bells and whistles to add. But uh, that current $40 million, uh, we, we moved into our new weight room, uh, our new administrative office space, uh, our golf facility. Uh, that should be finished by the end of the calendar year. Uh, it's here on a local course. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful facility, two hitting bays. Uh, coaches' offices, uh, lounge area for the student-athletes, uh, locker room, et cetera. Uh, that'll be finished in the calendar year. Uh, baseball's received uh, a couple of renovations uh, to this point, uh, but here in a few weeks we'll start a, a major renovation uh, in the stadium, uh, really addressing some fan amenities. We, we have an unbelievable ballpark. Uh, we just need to do some things to it to, to modernize it, and so we'll start working on that this summer. That'll be a two-phase project uh, that'll carry into uh, summer of 2024. Uh, track and soccer, uh, our track and field and cross country and men's women's soccer facilities, uh, that'll be finished this fall. That's a $10 million complex that uh, will sit out at our, our current complex uh, that hosts our, our programs now. But this gives them uh, their own sports medicine facility, coaches' offices, meeting space, locker rooms. Uh, tennis will come online uh, here in the next six, eight months. So we'll start construction. Uh, and so when we look up, uh, it's going to transform the, the face of our athletics department. Uh, our field house uh, that we play basketball and volleyball in, it's completely gutted right now. We'll have a completely redesigned interior, all new seating technology, ribbon board, video board, uh, new court. Uh, we'll be able to unveil that here in August. And, and then later this fall, we're adding about 11,000 square feet and, and building a really beautiful atrium on the front of our field house. Uh, and that'll take about 12, 15 months to construct. Uh, and then we've started construction uh, on our practice facility for basketball and volleyball. And that should be finished uh, by the end of the calendar year. And so as we talk about all these projects, it, it truly is touching 
uh, every one of our programs. And, and we've got 16 current, 17 with football, and then 18 with women swimming and diving. And then we talked about their facility that they're going to compete and, uh, and train in. Uh, it, it's going to put our, our programs in a position that we haven't been in before. Uh, we've got great coaches. Uh, we've got a talented group of, of dedicated student athletes. Uh, they're doing the right thing in the classroom. They're doing the right thing in the community. And now you combine facilities and, and giving uh, our coaches and our young people the tools they need. And, and that's where it gets special. And, and that's where you really, I think, will start seeing UTRGV have uh, competitive success across the board. And, and these are things that we've needed to tackle for quite some time. You'll have to do a complete drone campus tour to showcase everything. And maybe we'll do a whack road trip of, you know, going down there and showcasing it all because it's, it's going to be really exciting when you get, when you get a chance to see that. Um, and then, you know, with, with 2025, you're adding football. And I think a lot of people always wonder, well, okay, how do you, you know, that's a couple years away, but the planning and everything has to go into it. Now you've hired Travis Bush as your coach. What's it like from your perspective of, of, you know, setting up a building a brand new football program to, to be ready and set to compete at hopefully a high level in, in 2025. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a massive undertaking and, and, and it's not one that just lives in this office or, or in the athletics department. We, we, we have, it is not easy to do. And if you don't have great people um, around you and with you, uh, and that's not only in the athletics department, we, we have one of the best senior administrative teams, I think in the country, just uh, good people, uh, hardworking, smart, uh, and so really it starts there. Yeah, but then we have tremendous leadership on our campus. Our, our president, Dr. Bailey, uh, his support, the leadership team he's assembled, the, uh, the vice presidents that I get to work with every day, uh, everybody really has to be on board and, and it has to be rowing in that same direction uh, for this really to, to happen. Uh, and, you know, and it seems like a long time away. 2025 seems, you know, like a long time away, but uh, we have a countdown clock. And I can tell you that every day you see that tick, um, you know, you, you realize that it's going to fly by. And so we, we truly uh, have mapped out, you know, quarterly, monthly, weekly of what we need to do as an athletics department, really running parallel to Coach Bush. Uh, he, he's been a fantastic hire. He's brought unbelievable energy and passion to the job. Great experience, uh, knows the Valley, loves the Valley. Uh, and, and so it's been a perfect fit for us, uh, not only to get our program going. Uh, you know, he, he was at UTSA as the first offensive coordinator when they started their program. Uh, you know, back in the early 2000s. And so he has that experience, uh, but, but he also has a multitude of other experiences that, that makes him perfect for this. Uh, but our community is excited. We, we uh, hopefully will announce uh, here in the next week or two that we will have hit uh, 2,000 season tickets already. Uh, we hit 1,000 season tickets, I think, in the first couple of months of, of hiring coach and, and putting those on sale. Uh, and so from that standpoint, our community is ready. And I think we're ahead of schedule. Uh, community support, our Football Founder Society, uh, that group of 34 individuals, uh, families, companies uh, have contributed 1.75 million uh, to the start of this program. And so that's been uh, great seed money uh, to really help us start with some of the, the one-time costs that, that come with starting a college football program. Uh, but then you fast forward and you think about when we open up the Vaqueros Performance Center, uh, we're going to be able to recruit two recruiting classes between now uh, and the start of our program uh, kickoff in 2025. Uh, he's already assembled uh, a small staff, a mighty staff. I think I read the other day that they hit 500 high schools during the recruiting period this spring. And we only have four coaches, including 
you know, Coach Bush, our head coach, that can get on the road and recruit. Uh, and so they they get it. Uh, they understand relationships, relationships in the community, relationships in recruiting, relationships with the high school coaches. Uh, and so it's been it's been really neat to see, uh, but really running parallel to him. You know, we, we've got things that we've got to support him on that we've got to do administratively. And uh, but then he certainly has the program and the personnel, and the things that he has to focus on. Uh, but we're in a really good spot. We feel good about where we are. Uh, but it's going to take every bit of the 870 or so days that we have between August, uh, between now and August of 2025 uh, to get ready for kickoff. It certainly will. We're really excited to have UTRG fo- UTRGV football in the WAC soon. And as so many exciting things are happening and, and for the future. And I just read an article that's on your website of a, a past player, Everett Osborne, who played basketball um, at UTRGV. And he went on to play a little bit of professionally overseas. And now he's co- sort of an actor, um, not sort of, he is an actor. And, uh, you know, it was in the 2023 NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. What is it like when you see guys like that who have utilized their time at UTRGV, both academically, athletically, to be able to put themselves in in such a position for success and give the university, you know, such a high name of where they were, where they came from? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a wonderful story, and 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 there's uh, and there's so many others, right? And and they may not. They might may not make it to Hollywood, right? But but in their own but in their own profession and in, in their own line of work, uh, watching our student athletes have success that's what it's all about. And uh, something we talk about uh, a lot is keeping the main thing the main thing, right? And and the main thing is our student athletes. And and so when we can invest in them, and that investment is it looks like a lot of different things. Some of it is tangible, right? It it, it is facilities. It is making sure that they have. Uh, the budgets to operate and travel and, and nutrition and those things are very, very important. Uh, but it's also an investment in, in, in their future, invest in, investing in them as as mentors. And and, and certainly uh, after graduation, you know, you, you become friends. You, you, you have this relationship that it really should last uh, a lifetime. And so anytime that we see our, our student athletes have that kind of success, whether it be on that big stage or, or even just in life and in becoming mothers, fathers and uh, great people and contributing members of society, uh, that's why we all got into this business. And and so to be able to see those successes uh, reminds us of why we do what we do. Well, lastly, because you got a lot of exciting things coming up and you're also set to host 13 summer camps. What did those summer camps do for the program and getting the community out like you guys hope and also kind of exposing, I guess, you know, coaching staff to potential? I've see, heard a lot of, you know, people who come to summer camp and they eventually end up playing on the roster for potential you know, new recruits and, and getting getting the word out um, into the community. Yeah, those things are big. They're they're big for every everything you mentioned, right? They're big for the community. Uh, some of them are very youth, you know, targeted towards the youth and in our communities. Um, you know, we we've done and in, in, in not just here in Edinburgh, but also in Brownsville and in the Mid Valley, we've done a number of clinics and camps uh, free. I think our men's basketball program is going to announce one here in the next few days. Uh, doing one here in the um, in the lower valley uh, for youth uh, later this month, and so any any time we have an opportunity to engage with young people, bring um, you know high school student athletes, prospective student athletes, prospective students to our campuses, you know that's uh, that's really important, and it's a great way for our coaches to continue to build relationships and involve our student athletes as well. So it'll be a busy summer. Uh, some of our camps and, and clinics, I think next year you'll see even more. Uh, because of our facility renovations, it, it has limited us uh, just a little bit, uh, but it's going to be an active summer and 
you know, a lot of people think, and I think we all laugh in, in athletics that we we have this this time off during the during the summer. Uh, but our our basketball student athletes report, you know, volleyball being you know soon after soccer, cross country, and then it just it flows right into the fall semester. So um, it, it's all there's always something happening in our departments and on our campuses, and uh, but but excited to see the camps and the clinics and and the relationships that come from that. It is. Summer is not a time of leisure. There's, you know, everything is going year round. Um, for for a last question of, you know, for fun, since it's summer and a nice, um, you know, series that we're doing, wanted to ask what maybe was your standout moment from the past 2022-23 uh, season um, that maybe stood out to you and in, in terms of, you know, what you've been able to witness your teams do or if it was a particular moment that that stood out to you? Yeah, you're on the spot, it's tough. I don't. Yeah, well, I'm going to give you a couple. You asked for one. I mean, you got to talk about our volleyball program, and um, you know, being able to win a championship and and, and to be able to uh, do it with a group of young ladies that we had representing our program. Just a great, great group of, of young women, and, and Coach Lowry has has done such a tremendous job here. Uh, so, so being able to clinch that championship, being able to celebrate that um, at home, uh, that was uh, that was very special. Uh, and then, and then looking at our attendance, looking at our community, uh, looking at the support. I mean, we we had our last Friday night, um, you know, weekend series Friday night game, and, and I think we had, you know, maybe eight hundred to a thousand tailgating out at baseball, and you know, forty two, forty three hundred in the stadium, and um, so so when you combine success and all the things that we bragged about with our young people, and then you see community, and, and it all comes together, uh, that's where it gets really special, and so to. To start the year uh, with, with the volleyball success and a championship, and then to see uh, our last weekend series here in the Valley uh, for our baseball program, uh, there's no better way to go into the summer months. We, you know, we're just so optimistic, so encouraged and positive for what's ahead for our program. Well, a lot of exciting, great year that you guys had, a lot of excitement for the future. I want to thank you so much for taking some time. This is Chase Conk, the athletic director at UTRGV for our summer content series. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.